0: This is the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's editor in chief, David Wildstein.
1: New Jersey is talking about redistricting. I am joined by former Judge Philip Karchman. He is the independent eleventh member of the New Jersey Apportionment Commission and the, the chairs of the two parties, Leroy Jones, the New Jersey Democratic State Chairman and Essex County Republican Chairman Al Barliss. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, David. Thank you, and Thanks, and David. let me let me start Judge Karchman, I mean the the stakes on legislative redistricting were extraordinarily high. We're talking about a map that's going to take New Jersey through the rest of the decade. We're we're living in 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 hugely partisan times, it seems to me that both parties left this process with a final map that they felt was fair. So so as other states are looking at it and, and, and squabbling over this, what is your secret? How did you do this? <laughs> uh, I, I, there's
2: no secret, and I think in good measure. Um, we were fortunate because we had two leaders uh, on the Republican side and the Democratic side. Who were who were true leaders, and I think uh, early on, you know, we we uh, spoke to each other, we were candid with each other, we saw the possibility of uh, of this happening, and uh, we continued forward. You know, and what was most important, you know, from my perspective, uh, there weren't going to be any secrets on my part. Everything was going to be um out in the open no surprises uh everyone knew where i was coming from and um i think the the uh chairs were candid with me very helpful and we moved along uh you know we we had two tracks uh we were we were you know moving towards uh, the possibility of a consensus map and yet at the same time uh all parties were were representing their respective interests. I've used the term before, fiercely and and uh, uh, as strong advocates. And in the end, uh, you know, we made something happen, which uh, you know hopefully will serve the interests of, of the people of New Jersey. And and I'm confident that will be the case.
1: And and Chairman Jones, you mean you you, you I, I've known you a long time. I've known Chairman Barless a long time. You are you're you're both. Fiercely partisan, you advocated for your 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 your, uh, your legislators and and, and uh, uh, looking for majorities for each party. But, but Chairman Jones, you th- you also in your comments said this this is a fair and reasonable map.
0: Yeah, I mean Al, I, I mean <clears throat> David, I, I, you know it 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 was just that it was fair and reasonable, fair and representative, uh, you know. And as the judge, you know, just so uh, eloquently framed it out. You know, we were, you know, focused on, you know, one, you know, making sure that, you know, we, you know, had two tracks going, you know, always, you know, thinking about, you know, the possibility of competitive maps. But at the same time, you know, we, you know, were sharply focused on the possibility of a consensus map, you know, where there is, you know, a lack of, you know, you know, in, you know, in governments. You know, across the across the nation, and you know, sometimes in the state, you know, this became you know a different kind of model, you know, one that you know we can look back on and be proud of. You know, the judge mentioned that you know Al and I were you know were chairs that you know were reasonable. You know, were you know we worked with a lot of candor with each other. But I you know I do have to mention that the judge was you know a unifying you know force you know he you know had a steady hand you know he was very firm you know with respect to you know what he would like to see in terms of transparency you know and you know and input from the public and you know we accomplished that so
1: you know so all in all you know I think the outcome was you know fair and representative. And Chairman Barless I mean you're minority party for 20 years you're you know you're, you're you're hopeful that lightning will strike and and that you might be able to uh, to make gains in the legislature. You you also walked away from this process happy.
3: Yeah, Dave. I think this process showed to everybody what can be done if both sides, actually all sides, realize that everybody is entitled to give the voters a competitive map, and ultimately what they decide to do with it is entirely up to them. And, you know, Dave, you mentioned that, you know, I'm a partisan, Leroy's a partisan. It's funny. A lot of people have asked, how'd you guys do it? Excuse me. And this is how Leroy and I are with each other, even in our own county, right? I mean, we both understand that we have roles to play and jobs to do, and we do it, and we respect what the other person has to do. But at the same time, we don't let that interfere or get in front of our own mutual like and admiration and trust for each other. And I think at the end of the day that's what allowed us to have the conversation with the with that we did to get to a consensus map and then, as Leroy said you know when when you've got a uh, a velvet hammer like uh, Judge Carchman that like we did, it just enabled us to to get to a product that as we started out when we had our first meeting that we all hoped would be something historic and something that we could all be proud of
1: and Judge Carchman I mean you, you spoke about transparency and that this is This is one of the things that this was one of my takeaways. This is what I'm hearing from over and over from activists and from from leaders from both parties, which is you you put out your criteria. You said this is what I'm looking for. Uh, This is the map that's that's going to make me happy. You you had an early submission and then you had another public hearing. I mean, I I don't even know how many people testified at these hearings and, and submitted maps to you. But but is one of your takeaways is is transparency. Uh, a hugely important part of of mediating a redistricting process,
2: Well, you know, I never used the term transparency um, and uh, and frankly, I don't know why I have such an aversion to the word, but what what I was focused on and and uh, ultimately you know we reached a a consensus on this issue was letting the public see some maps, letting the public get a sense of what this process looked like. And in answer to your question, how many people uh, testified, we had 160, uh, I believe that was the number, uh, sign up to testify after those two maps were published. And, you know, I think what happens in the end is when the public sees something like that, they gain a sense of confidence that they understand what's going on. And that confidence serves the interests of both parties it's not a negative it's an it's absolute positive and i think ultimately what was proved was it was a win-win for everybody it was a win-win for the partisan interests the parties it was a win-win for the public so you know i i would hope that the future um in in future uh apportionment issues redistricting issues that uh these maps come out and are published, and you know, generate the same sort of response that we had.
1: And your honor, you you talked uh, previously uh, in in when you, when you publicly announced what your criteria was. You you talked about how important it was for minority majority districts uh, for for competitiveness. Do you do you feel that this map hit the goals that you had in mind? This this consensus map.
2: Look, there's. You know, I think... It's not perfect. I, we, I know that. Yeah, but, and that that's critical, and that was sort of my theme in my closing remarks. You know, everyone has has a different interest in the outcome of, of uh, a process such as this, and some say there should have been more minority districts. Some say there should have been more competitive districts. Some even said, you know, the districts weren't that compact. So... At least no one complained about them being contiguous, so we take some <laughs> solace in that. But um, in the end, th- these maps are not perfect; they will never be perfect. So we, you know, we aspire to to uh, certain standards. I think on all standards, you know, we didn't hit the exact mark that many of the interests would have, but we certainly came close, and we developed a fair map. And fairness is really the end game in this in this uh, in this entire process. So you know, even with with the critics and the criticism, if everyone takes a step back and looks at the map and they say, yeah, I can complain about this, I can complain about that, but at the end of the day, hey, this is a fair map for everyone. And again, and I'll keep probably repeat this two or more two or three more times. It's a fair map for the people of New Jersey. And that's what everyone aspires to. And
1: uh, Chairman, I'll, I'll start with Chairman Barlas. We we talk about competitiveness. I count, you know, depending on the year, depending upon the political environment, I, I think I think as much as a quarter of the the districts in the state are are potentially competitive.
3: Yeah, they very well might be, right? And Dave, you're right. It depends on the environment. It depends on the climate. Certainly, 2021 proved that. Districts that we didn't think were competitive uh, were competitive, and districts that we didn't think were flippable because of past election results and you know previous attempts to flip them had not been successful. We saw that they can be flipped. And that's ultimately, I believe, what we all wanted, uh, to the judge's point and, even, and, and to Leroy's point as well, is give the people a product where at the end of the day when they go to vote on November whatever it is, that any given year – they can decide who's going to be in charge and by how much, and that's not a bad thing. And I believe that's what we what we ended up with today. And you know, if the map changes control, great. If it doesn't, fine. If it makes a few more districts more competitive and margins get closer, okay, that's also not a bad thing.
1: And Chairman, you you see this also? There's there's a lot of potentially competitive races, uh, not just in 2023, but in, in the, for the rest of the decade.
0: Yeah, well, you know, David, as Al just pointed out, you know, competitive is based on, you know, the environment and, you know, what's in the air at that given point in time. You know, certainly 2021, you know, was a lesson learned for, you know, for a lot of us. And, you know, as we move into, you know, new legislative cycles and new years, you know, we're going to see the atmosphere change. You know, there's certainly been a change from November of 2021 to date, you know, and, you know, if elections were held today, I think you would perhaps see, you know, some, you know, some differences. So, you know, competitiveness, you know, is based on, you know, certainly, you know, the atmosphere, you know, what's in the air, you know, what's on people's minds at that given point in time. But it's also based on the caliber of candidates that you put up and uh, the intensity that uh, you put into that election pro- uh, process in terms of uh, its operation, its strategies, and what have you.
1: That's fair. And, and I'm I'm joined by, by former Judge Philip Karchman. He was the uh, independent 11th member of the, the Redistricting Commission, uh, Democrat Leroy Jones, Republican Al Barless. They have generously agreed to to return after our break, and we're going to talk more about – New Jersey legislative redistricting Uh, this is David Wildstein I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC
0: this is the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC here's the Globe's editor-in-chief David Wildstein
1: welcome back everybody Uh, I'm joined by Philip Karchman retired judge Independent tiebreaker of the New Jersey Apportionment Commission, Democratic State Chairman Leroy Jones and Essex County Republican Chairman Al Barless. We are talking about legislative redistricting in New Jersey. And and Judge Karchman, I think you you had something more that you want to add from the wanted to add from the last segment.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I agree with with what uh, Chairman Barless and Chairman Jones just said. And one of the the uh, points that I made in my closing uh, remarks was, you know, Uh, folks worry about what the map looks like in, in 2022, what it's going to look like in 2023, and these are all legitimate concerns. But this is a map for a decade, and this is a map that's going to last 10 years. And if we reflect on it, if we think back to 10 years ago, could we have ever imagined what New Jersey politics would look like 10 years after the adoption of that map? So, you know, again... To those who express concern about the map in 2022, you know, take a longer view and think about what the map is going to look like in 20, what politics will look like in 2030. I agree with you. uh, You know, that's that's my thought about
1: it. I I agree. And, you know, one of the things people don't think about is is there are fourth graders right now that will be voting in legislative races uh, under the effects of this map that you passed last week. So- so A lot of a lot of new people be coming in and and we don't we don't know how they're going to vote or how they're going to view on on different issues. But but um, Judge Karchman, I want to ask you about you about Jersey City, because that was a big factor in this. And 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 there was a debate about splitting Jersey City, whether it should be into two districts or or three districts. Uh, How how important was 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 the threat of of litigation of. Of Jersey City. Uh, uh, it was Mayor Fulop who objected to uh, splitting it into more than two. How important was was that in your belief that, that you should just leave Jersey City as it was into, into no more than two districts?
2: Well, I'm going to make an admission. I don't even know if I told Chairman Barless and Chairman Jones about this. I was not aware of Mayor Fulop's letter until um, after I I had been thinking about the issue of of uh, the two and three on, on uh, Jersey city. And again, you know, I, I'm not going to violate any confidences and any discussions that, that I had with the chairs or the commission, but I'll just tell you, you know, some of my own thinking. And that was, um, there was a case while all of, you know, while we were in this process, there was a case that came out of Alabama in the United States Supreme court, which uh, raised the issue of the Voting Rights Act and how the United States Supreme Court might address the Voting Rights Act in the future. Now, the case happened to be a congressional redistricting case, and of course, we're dealing with state apportionment. But uh, that was of, of concern to me. And, and uh, you know, I read Justice Kavanaugh's concurring opinion. I'm not going to go into the weeds of what they said but it certainly raised a red flag in my mind that if if the Voting Rights Act is implicated in decision making in New Jersey um you know be careful because the the uh United States Supreme Court um may be taking a different look at that again you know this is this is more the judge in me and the lawyer in me reacting um but you know, I can say candidly, it was not a result of, of Mayor Phillips' letter, which I which I then read. And, and you know, he he raised some issues that that had to be considered. But my initial reaction was based on the United States Supreme Court action rather than than the mayors.
1: And Chairman Jones, I mean, you your initial submission split Jersey City into into three districts is is this something you think the legislature should address Going forward, uh, so that by the time everybody comes back in 2031 to do this again, uh, less than eight years from now, that, that there's some clarity as to, to what, what everybody's instructions should be? yeah I think that would be helpful you know and uh you know like the judge
0: says, you know rather than getting into the weeds on this you know because I don't want to you know violate any attorney client privileges, you know we were all bound with you know the degree of confidentiality with respect to uh you know the legal aspects of the operations of the apportionment commission but uh you know I think uh you know as we move forward um you know just uh you know paying attention to um you know the issues that we have to confront you know that are of the legal nature uh right now may uh you know may require the uh the attention of the legislature going forward
1: and, and chairman barless i mean we're we're talking about legislative redistricting one of the big decisions that that had to be made early in this process was on the recommendation of who the 11th member would be and and both parties submitted primarily former judges for a position that had traditionally going back to the 1960s been an academic a political science professor who 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 would be that independent member uh, chairman barlas had how did, how did this work out is this is this the new model that that uh, a judge works
3: well i mean it certainly showed that a judge works I mean there's no doubt about it and and to your earlier point dave i think leroy if we're going to get the legislature to do this constitutionally We should have them write in that, you know, this is uh, Judge Karchman's job until he doesn't want it anymore. Uh, Because I don't know if anybody 10 years from now is going to give us a better result than what the judge did today, just on process alone. And I think this is – look, you had a couple factors here. The two biggest things, I think, were Judge Karchman and his approach, his measured, his reasoned, his candid, his straightforward approach with us. And the ability of both sides to – be willing to have this type of a discussion. And I think they both go hand in hand. You know, Dave, there was a point, and, you know, I'm sure I'll get yelled at for this later by the lawyers, there was a point where, you know, as we were dual tracking both the consensus map and our own submissions, you know, the judge called us in and said, hey, you guys have the opportunity to make history. Don't screw it up. And, I look, as a, having been a staffer 10 years ago, I don't know if an academic... <laughs> would have had the ability to deliver that same message. And I don't know if it, if they had been able to, if it would have landed the way it did after Judge Karchman, you know, gave his remarks to us that day. So I think a lot of it goes to, you know, it's just hats off to the judge in terms of how he, how he did it and how he pulled this all together. And the judge is right. I mean, he said it. This map is about the next 10 years and the VRA and all these other things. I mean, look, when you look at this map, You've got 17 majority-minority districts. You've got two districts that are on the cusp of being majority Hispanic, which will bring the number to four. So, yes, while we could maybe have had more uh, majority, uh, 50 percent plus one districts, we will. To to the judge's point, you have to look at this thing over the lifespan of its existence, not just a snapshot in time today.
1: Sure. Judge, did you ever at any point – did you ever draw your own map? Did you have one – waiting in the wings in case. Uh, Will you share it with us? <laughs> I didn't even ask that. I ju- I ju- I'm just looking to see if there was one. Ju- Judge, was, did you ever draw your own map? Did you ever say this is the map that I'd like to see? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. We, we have this deliberative
2: process that we went through, and uh, uh, I'm not going to violate any confidences on the part of the, of the chairs or me as well. So uh, we're going to take a pass on that one, David. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> because that goes that goes a bit beyond that goes <laughs> a bit beyond process. <laughs> and by I, the way, you know, if I, if if I'm here or one of my successors is here in ten years, I want you know I'll tell them all the secret. So. <laughs>
1: will take a pass. There's going to be this secret book that you pass from tiebreaker yeah. to tiebreaker going forward. But, I mean, <laughs> right. Judge, Judge Karchman, it's it's my impression. you. I mean, you didn't seek out this job. You were you were courted for it. Would, would you do it again in 2020,
2: 2031? Do you know how old I'm going to be in 2031? I do, <laughs> you know? yes.
1: But I'm going to be eight years older also, and I hope I'm still doing this. So, Well, you
2: know, I, it's a little too early. <laughs>
1: This is, this is a map for the next
2: 10 years. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about that. You know, well, you know I, ho- I hope I'm still around in, at that point. That, well, that's how I'm, that's as far as I'm willing to go.
1: Well, I have to, I mean, look, it, it, it's no secret that I have been, you know, I, I, I have, I've taken a close look at the, the tiebreaker on congressional redistricting. I was, uh, uh, I've, I've, I've made my thoughts known on that. I was fairly critical. It, it, it Objectively to me, uh, as an outsider looking in, it it looks to me like like Judge Karchman did everything right. And I'm not I'm not hearing I'm not hearing any complaints about your your handling of this commission.
2: You want me to comment on that? Sure. I can I can comment on
1: that, Al. I can comment on that too. Sure. Chairman Jones, go
0: ahead. He 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 did everything right you know he you know he was uh you know that uh you know that guiding light you know that uh you know that calming force uh you know when you know it needed to be uh you know he set the tone uh you know he focused on you know the constitutional requirements he had his own standards uh you know which we all you know which we all stayed within uh you know as best we could and uh you know he was uh you know he was a gentleman he was fair You know, he had a temperament that, you know, was second to none, you know, at, you know, points, you know, you know, throughout the process, you know, there, you know, there was almost, you know, paternal advice to both Al and myself. It's an experience, you know, with a gentleman that I will never, ever forget. And, you know, I will always relish the fact and thank and be thankful for the honor of working with, you know, Judge Philip Karchman along with, you know, Al Barless.
1: Well, and I'll ask you, Chairman Barless. I mean, you, you you know the value I place on history, and I I remember right after World War II, both parties went to recruit General Eisenhower to run for president. Is there interest by by either of of you, Chairman Jones, Chairman Barless, about Karchman for governor, twenty twenty five? Oh, please! I'll recruit him for president. Give me a break, will you,
3: David? I'm
1: in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm a, Judge. I'm going to I'm going to keep this uh, I'm going to keep this recording, and we'll. We'll, we'll talk about that when the gubernatorial race g- g- gets yeah, underway. That, that, but, David,
3: but, if I may, I, I, I will tell you sure. one thing, and to sort of piggyback off of what Leroy was saying about the judge being the right person for this job. Even when he said, I want to make these maps public, and we expressed our concerns about that, the judge was, was steadfast. He said, look, I'll hear you guys out. I'll take what you're saying under advisement. Maybe we can work it out we can figure some other way but at the end of the day the judge made it very clear he said you know come come hell or high water these maps are going to be made public and the public is going to participate in this process and as painful as that might have been for us to hear at that point in time in hindsight you know being 2020, 20, he was hundred percent right it was the right decision to make because while people may be unhappy about certain specifics of the map nobody's complained about the process and i think that is is a testament to you know the judge's decision that process and substance were both equally important in this in this legislative reapportionment cycle well and
1: i I, I thank you both. I mean, but, you know, we this, this went by much faster and I, I you know that I could talk for hours about maps, but I don't I don't think I think the three of you are probably more tired of it than I am. So uh, I thank you very much. Uh, former Judge Philip Karchman, uh, Democratic State Chairman Leroy Jones, Essex County Republican Chairman Al Barless. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. And, and maybe we'll get a chance after the election to 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 get together again and, and, and talk about what the results of this map were or, or was. I'll well, be delighted. You. By the way, I,
2: I'm not I'm not printing any campaign buttons or uh,
3: stickers, so <laughs> don't worry about 2025.
1: Well, it sounds like hey, Barless is take, already on it. So, <laughs>
3: hey, if we take control, if the Republicans take control in 2023, dinner's on me, guys. That's my promise.
1: Hey, <laughs> one more, and, and David, One more thing. Look, yes.
0: you know, uh, the judge is an avid, uh, you know, Dodger fan, so. You know, blue is, uh, you know, blue is a a color. that Here we go. Here
3: we go.
1: You you have no idea how how similar this is to the courting of General Eisenhower. This is (laughs) this is like history over. But thank you, Judge Karchman, Chairman uh, Barless, Chairman Jones. Thank you for joining me and we will be right Uh, Back with more about New Jersey politics, this is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.